the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, doors and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Emery Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Manny. We're going to look back at the weekend action, which was relatively quiet, and look ahead to a bumper lineup of hurling that's coming up. Uh, first up, I suppose, this weekend, we had the two divisional champions crowned Dennis and McKilly, as expected, even though they got a good game from Avenue, are into the quarterfinals proper. Yeah, like you say, they, they were the favourites to come out of that. I think they were third or fourth, fourth favourites to win it outright even before last week's games. But speaking to Dennis Ring, their manager before the, the weekend, he was a bit concerned that they got the boys straight to the final, whereas Evan Dew had three matches in the opening phase, then a semi-final against UCC, then the final. I suppose you turn around and say they beat UCC and had to play again three nights later. But they gave a very good account to themselves when you consider that there was 15 points between the teams at the same stage last year. There was only five this year and they were always always in touch. Emma Killy on a different night might have got a few goals. They created more goal chances whereas Avenue didn't really. So you wouldn't argue with the outcome but it definitely encouraging from an Avenue point of view that they had a very good year last year. They built on that and they looked to keep building on it. And Owen Carey got 12 points in play across the two games. Yeah, yeah really impressive from, from midfield. Hillworth. Player, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah, and you know they they've they've guys in like Colin O'Brien and Stephen Condon, you know, who have have definitely benefited from the exposure that this brings. Imakili, we know an awful lot about them at this stage. It it's still you know it's still worth kind of underlining just what a good achievement it is that they can keep coming back at a time when club demands are so much on players that it's tough to give time to the division. But they they've had a real buy in. Um, over the last uh, decade now, I suppose, really. And they'll be going in, in, in confident form into the quarterfinals. And Bill Cooper was uh, throwing back the years there, performing very well in midfield from obviously everyone's looking out at the likes of Duds Healy and Jack Lee. He, Cork under 20s, under 20s again next year, their players for the future. But Cooper and Harnady's experience probably was a big factor as well. Yeah, that's it. And, and Dennis Ring mentioned those guys after the game. If if you come into the, the setup. And you see fellas like that still giving it their all. You know there's no excuse for you not to do it. You know, they, they have a good, strong team right through the lines, even without um, Cullen Barry and Kieran Joyce, who were all injured. Um, and then, like you say, they're able to bring on Jack Lee. He, he scores five points just to give him that extra push down down the final quarter. So they, they'll be a match for, for any senior team. And, and and is it fair, like you look at it now, right, you know, the, the Glen are playing this weekend against Bishop Stone, and it's not just the Glen, there's a few other teams who are, who are virtually out of contention, but like they had two very tough games, they had to play Blackrock, they had to play Middleton, played reasonably well in both games, lost obviously, they're out, you know, they they, they won't whinge about that in over in, in Blackpool, but in McKilly, God, like it's a much easier path to be getting into a quarterfinal of a county. It is an easier path, definitely, but... You you look at it and say all of their players will be involved in big crunch games this weekend, and then they a lot of them will be playing knockout games for their clubs in the the Premier Intermediate or the Intermediate A or the Premier Junior or Junior A, 
on the weekend of the quarterfinals, so they'll have to play Friday and Sunday or Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And that that's very tough for, for players. Since the the change in format, um UCC got to the semi final the first year and Emma Killy have only made it to the quarterfinals the last two years. So it might be easier to get to the quarterfinals. But it's not helping but you're coming up against a team with their tails up. So it gives you good competitive games and I don't think the scales are tipped too heavily either way. And Barry, you were covering the football equivalent to Hallor back in a quarterfinal. Obviously, they've been in county finals in, in the modern era a couple of times. They've been close to winning counties. Uh, good achievement for, for them. Will they pose a threat in the quarterfinal? Uh, potentially, yeah. They have a really good team. Like, and like, considering Nakhnegri have gone up in, in recent years, Newmarket, Cantock, and like this, they, you know, they have a really balanced team. Um, they have that club spirit about them. They're Same buy-in that you get in the McKilly, isn't it? And they're, they're, they're a great division. Um, like they beat UCC on on, on Sunday night, um, two fourteen to fourteen points. Um, they were dissolving winners. They were you know in, in control from the start, really. Um, and like that was on the on the back of a, a one point win over over Carberry in the semi final on Thursday. Like so, it was a that was the big game, really, wasn't it? And that whoever won that was going to be strong favourites against UCC. Absolutely, yeah. So it was a, a quick turnaround, and like, and I was talking to their experienced manager Joe Sullivan before the game on Sunday, like, and uh, you know he was saying like, look, it was it was a lot of sore bodies in there even before the game, and it was such a quick turnaround. Like it was it was a really tough game on, on Thursday night against Carberry. Um, physical it was battle, a f- physical it? game, and um, like Connor O'Callaghan, the Carcorder was the hero last Thursday with a, with, a, with a great long range point, and like Donegal Connor kicked six points, and Joy O'Sullivan came off the bench. Uh, the Bohabui man uh, kicked experienced three. player and um, quick skillful player. He kicked three great points, which was crucial. Um, and then like to, you know they backed it up with a with a, with a win uh, on Sunday against UCC and Vox Chapels. Uh, Mikey McAuliffe got got two second half goals, which were. This was crucial, uh, really. And, a great um, man for goals over the last uh, couple of seasons with his club as well. He has that in his locker, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, special mention as well for Luke Murphy from, from Cullen. He was he was very good on Sunday night. I know, I know Donegal kind of um, played very well, kicking six points, four frees. But um, Luke Murphy from Cullen, he's a player that has impressed me really in, in, in this year's championship. And The other end, end of the spectrum, maybe yeah. might, might get a look in maybe in the McGrath Cup for, for, for Cork, potentially, depending on how it goes yeah. on in the next couple of rounds with Duhalo. Like he's, he's 21. Um, he kicked four points in play on, on Sunday. A very good player, and yeah, he's he's a player that has caught my eye really this year. And, and Mikey McAuliffe got two goals for for Milan in the hurling uh, as well uh, a couple of weeks ago. Playing so, the jewel flag. Yeah, exactly. One thing about Duhallo is that obviously they were very disappointed last year to lose to Carberry because they had such a run to get into quarterfinals, semi-finals, finals. But that meant they were unseeded this year, and they got the three extra matches, which probably helped them. Blooding a bit of a new team. Yeah, maybe, and so. just build it a bit of a deeper squad so it, it might have been a blessing in disguise to, to lose last year but, but, Barry but, you mentioned Knockery obviously they were in action over the weekend up senior A now but they won the Tom Creedon Cup not not a classic game I don't think by any stretch of the imagination but you know, a, a nice boost for them before they head into a massive game against Cantorc there in two weeks time Yeah Knockery beat McCroom uh, 12 points to 6 uh, in McCroom on um on on Saturday evening um, in the Tom Green Cup final, it was a it was a disappointing game. Like knock knock the or blow power, but they, they did it enough to to win the game. Um, but McCroom, yeah, McCroom really struggled in the game and um, battling you know, relegation too, aren't they? Battling relegation, yeah, they're playing Bantry in their last uh, group game in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship, and you know they'd have to get a positive result in that one to to avoid a relegation playoff. So like they have a lot of uh, problems, um, but like. To go back to Nakhnegri, like Anthony O'Connor, 
Um, he only returned um, this season. Um, like his last full season with Knocked Away was 2019, and and since then he's um, he's after three hip operations. Wow, and he's still playing. Um, I mean, that's a huge so achievement just to be playing after three hip operations. His first championship game um, was against um, for my uh, two weeks ago in the in the first round. Um, he got um, he kicked one eight in that game. Uh, seven threes um, because like 2019 was the last full, first full season I think he played a bit in 2020 but then he suffered uh, um, hip problems and um, like there was one stage there like he thought he would never play again so he he's back uh, this season and played very well against Moy and, and kicked um, kicked five points last day against Pukum four threes so um, deli- delight for me really. like a good win from Vernacular I suppose they move forward it's a handy like for a football only club which they primarily are it was a, it was a handy fill in fixture for Macroom, I suppose it's you know they would like to win that cup, no doubt, given it's named after their uh, their club legend. But yeah. they're just not in a good play- place at the moment. Not in a good place, yeah. And they haven't won the Tom Green Cup since '97, um, and it was it, it was Knock Nagui's first time winning it. So um, like they lost to kill a match by um, a point. I think it was before co before COVID nineteen in the Tom Green Cup final, and, and John Finton Daly said that after the game, but like they were determined to. Kind of, uh, John Fintadelli's uh, that type of guy though he's he's looking at a cup and something yeah. a little bit of history he they likes to tick all those to, boxes they all they the way up they were determined to, to win it really and uh, yeah did that's good momentum for them they're playing Kentuck um, in the last group game and uh, that, that'll be a brilliant game do hello derby and everything on the line really and you know, and actually we have to win to, to progress so it should be very interesting and that's two weeks time but I suppose this weekend it, it, it's all about hurling it's it's the weekend we've been looking forward to, I suppose, from when the draws are made or when it all comes together. Majority of teams are, even if they're long shots, in contention to actually qualify yeah. some way or other, depending on how, how it falls. It's, it's really going to be a belter, Dennis, and from uh, Friday night all the way through to Sunday afternoon. Absolutely, uh, the, the way the, the fixtures are set, you know, it's great that each grade has its own slot, all six matches on at the same time. Um, So, you know, each one will get its own attention and yeah, like for 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 those of us nerds who nerds who love the, the permutations, you know, it's great to be looking through and saying uh, if this happens and this happens, that'll happen. But you know, there there there's loads of possibilities. Um, so and scoring st- difference is still in play, even though there's a Congress rule that has caused a bit of chaos around out around the county. Yeah, countries are in the last few weeks. A bit of confusion in Clare on Friday night, uh, between Six Mile Bridge and Crosheen, because. A rule came in in Congress earlier this year that when scoring difference is applied, it will only be applied to the games involving the team's level on points. Uh, so under the old way, with scoring difference in the group as a whole, Six Mile Bridge would have gone through. But under the new way, Crushing went through and Six Mile Bridge are out and are in the, the Senior B Championship. Now, Cork are sticking with the previous way because... I spoke to, to Pat Horgan, County Board Vice Chairperson. He said the competition regulations were set before the draw was made in December, before Congress, so they wouldn't be changing in midstream. Next year, the new way will be in They'll force. have no choice. Yeah, but as things start... You need your calculators then. I mean, God, that really complicates things. Yeah, it does. And I'm not sure if it's as fair as it might seem because every game counts at the time. You know, you're not playing a team saying, oh, well, this won't matter in the heel of the hunt if we're level on points you want to score as much as you can no matter who you're playing and each point is theoretically worth the same in each match and, and I can le- understand the head to head when it's just two yeah that, that makes but, sense there's no argument there yeah but removing some games from a scoring difference calculation 
it's not natural to me. It doesn't sit, sit right at all. Yeah. The idea, Dennis, obviously, is that when you come to the last game, if, you know, the team that are eliminated are playing the last game, they have nothing to play for. You know, it, it doesn't matter. So therefore, they could put out half a team or maybe they just might not have the same bite and you could hammer them. But like in Cork with relegation and all the rest, that does, that hasn't been an issue yeah. at all, sure, it hasn't. There, there's no dead rubbers. Even if a team has lost their first two matches, they still have a motivation to try to avoid the, the relegation playoffs. So everything still counts. So... I'm, I just wonder if this was fixing something that wasn't really. Broken. Yeah, well, and the, the uh, like Rebel Og have to follow this rule. So, like the minor championships are concluding, or the group stages over the next couple of Wednesdays in football and hurling, and you know there's there's playoffs on the cards for a few of these because the bottom team will be removed for the groups where you have a team maybe that that will could end it, it without any wins. But God, it makes it very very convoluted. It brings a lot of extra games in, like Rebel Og by their own choice. Spoke to someone involved Rebel Oak earlier. They wouldn't have followed this system, but they didn't have their competition rules set the same way the county board did, so they have to apply it. it yeah, well, and it often happens that something comes in a Congress to little or no attention or yeah. fanfare, and then you know six months later, there's a an in, an incident and it comes to light and it's a bit of a bit of a mess. So at, at least we know going into this weekend. What state of play is that way, and there won't be any any boom. Yeah, but tracks. next next season it could take the edge out of some of the last group games. Couldn't it potentially, like you know? Yeah, it, it's hopefully not. But yeah, it's just it something be to be wary of. But we we've enough on our plate for for this year. Enough anyway. to work out. And and looking ahead to the week, weekend, lads, what what are the like? What are the big matches to catch this weekend? Are there are there games jumping out? I mean, you'll see in every group at every level barrier. There there are a few games you're looking forward to, particularly this weekend. The the games to to catch um, this weekend. This was Russell Rovers and St Catharines in the Premier Junior Hurling Championship on uh, on Friday at half six below in West Hill, and it's a it's a big game. It's a basically a winner takes all game really. Um, so that should be that should be very interesting. And two of the favourites who. Or a team whoever wins that could could go on to win the county. Uh, absolutely, yeah. There two two board teams uh, would be would be fancied, but um, there's a good chance like and and Friday evening one because will be exiting the championship. That'll be that'll be a major. Yeah. And R- Russell Rovers have Kieran Sheehan from your own neck of the woods now playing hurling with them. He's living down that direction. That's that's an interesting one for them, isn't it? He adds a bit to their, I suppose, a bit of depth to their squad. His experience and um, yeah, his 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 uh, ability and the pitch is is massive for for um, us Rover, So he'll be a big addition. And um, Dennis Walsh is joining St Catharines. We we spoke yes, about we spoke him. So yeah, it should be a really interesting game, and then um, I suppose on, on Sunday in the Premier Junior Hurling Championship, uh, Bannon College and Castle Lines. Uh, above and Meadow two o'clock. That that should be really interesting. And uh, you know, I'd need to win more than likely. More than yeah, they need to win by more than three points to to guarantee qualification. And um, anything uh, else is out of their hands, really. And I suppose is there a scenario that I think it was that we were like obviously Bandon are playing Dungorny. Dungorny would be strong favourites there. Bandon is struggling their two games, but at the same time, Bandon could get a win there to avoid relegation. Ballingalla could lose to Castle Lanes, and you could have three teams on 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 one win each, and maybe. Ballangolic could end up going through depending on how the scoreline goes against Castle Lions. Yeah, like Dungoni will be favourites against Bandon, but you know, Bandon had a great win in the football uh, two weeks ago, so to, you know, that should give them a lift. There should be a good buzz in training now this week in the build up to the game. So um they'll give uh, Dungoni a game, but whether they'll they can get to two points. Or whether so they're good enough, I suppose. Whether they're good enough. Yeah. Well, was well, the last game they looked poor, but Bandon, because they lost to, to Ballancolic and uh, um Castle Lions, their scoring difference is minus thirty three. So they actually need Ballancolic to get a, a win or a draw against Castle Lions. If if Bandon were to win, 
and Castle Lions won, you'd have a three by tie and two points. But Bandon's scoring difference would still probably leave them bottom. Whereas if Bell and Colleg weren't on two points, a Bandon win over Dungorney. Put the head to head factor. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it but does. for Bandon, the they're just going to go out and just try and win this game. Exactly, and yeah. I suppose try and end the season potentially on a last game on a high as opposed to having to go off and face yeah. a relegation playoff. That could, that could be very tricky. Yeah. Um, and, and Castle Lions have, have kept their head down this year. They, they, mm. They've been quiet off yeah. the pitch. I know we've been trying to do a few pieces with them, even, and they've just put their heads down. I suppose they've lost a couple of county finals, they've lost county semi finals, and they've been been hyped up and been favoured. So I can see where they're coming from. They're just they're they're staying quiet and keeping stone. But they seem to have a good setup this year. They still have a lot of good players. I mean, they're still the leading contender to actually win win the whole thing, aren't they? It's a tough one for Balancholic having to go up to beat them to even qualify. It's it's very, very tough. It's very tough for Balancholic and like. You know, if, if Bannacolli don't qualify, like they'll have nightmares over that first round uh, defeat to um, Dungoni. So it's a big one for Bannacolli, but it's a big one for Castle Lions as well. They'd want to build momentum and go to knockout stages. And grab um, a semi-final spot. So basically, then it's like it's a potential of grabbing a semi-final spot for anyone who wins three games here now at the weekend, apart from in the Premier Senior, only one team gets it. Yeah, that, that's it. So that ensures that even the teams who are already qualified with a game to spare an can't take there. their foot off the pedal either. Castle Lions... You know, they, they could be without Cullen Barry and um, neither Leary missed UCC's game as well. So, you know, they're they're two... Um, Big names, well-known players. Yeah, yeah, so you take them out of any team and it becomes a bit more difficult. Obviously, there will be favours against um, against Ball and Colleague. In the Senior A, you have t- two of the groups with what are effectively knockout games already because Bright Rovers are, have topped Group A with a game to spare, meaning the, the Pierce to kill a game is a playoff for second place. Same in Group B, Newstown are top and Blarney are playing Ballyhay with a quarterfinal place up for grabs. So there should be good good bite to those games. Then Group C, Carrick 2 will have won their two matches and they're top on two, but they're playing for Moy, who beat Mallow, whereas Klein are playing Mallow. Klein have two points, Mallow don't have any points. So you could have a situation where you have three teams tied on four, or you could have a situation where Caracol will finish on six and the other three teams are all on two. So, you know, there, there's a lot uh, a lot up in the air. And Caracol have been going well, haven't they, in their first two matches? They have, they? yeah. I saw them against Mallow. Nice and momentum and good good forward line there. Yeah, they, and they played well that day and then obviously beat Klein and East Cork Derby the following week. So, they, they'll be um, they'll be motoring nicely. And Sean Walsh will be one of the kind of standout players for them. Yeah, he, he was he's really very good, good. with Fitzgibbon Cup as well, so he's, yeah. he's in form. Yeah, absolutely, and Daniel Murnane as well. Yeah. Um. So they've, they, you know, Frank, Frank Flannery has come home and he's he's, um, he's there for a reason. I'm thinking. Yeah, and I, I heard him interviewed on the radio even after the decline game, and he said, coming in first, it was just a case of putting the basics in place because the last couple of years have been disappointing. They didn't know what to expect, and it was just. Okay, they're going step by step, so they'll they'll be happy with how they're going. Um, but obviously there'll be bigger challenges ahead. And up at the, the top tier for the Premier Senior, like so, there's a couple like couple of standout games. Father and Eels have a chance to to reach the knockout stages for the first time. Yeah, the top they, tier. They do. So Group A is cut and dried. Blackrock, Middleton, four points each, playing each other, uh, for top spot and maybe a semi final spot. Glenrovers and Bishopstown playing each other, hoping to avoid the relegation. Group B, you've Douglas four. Charleville are on two after two draws. Father Niels and Aaron's own are on a point each. And Douglas are playing Charleville and Father Niels are playing Aaron's own. If Charleville were to beat Douglas, Charleville would top the group on the head to head. Douglas would be true and there's nothing Father Niels or Charleville. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. So they need Douglas to to win basically and then the winner of that match 
would um, pass out Charleville. But that, that's no gimme, is it, Douglas Beaton, Charleville? Like, no, I don't no, think I so. Darf, it's given, obviously, missed the last run with injury and his loss would be substantial if he wasn't there. They'd probably yeah. need him to be winning, wouldn't they? Yeah, you'd pro- imagine. probably, but at the same time, even with him missing against Aaron's own, you'd have been thinking Charleville might struggle. And did, over the last decade, you know, coming from, or decade and a bit, coming from Junior A, all the way up to Senior, you know, they, they've shown real... Real kind of grit and battling qualities. Self belief you know, as well. Don't they? Last year against St. Finbar's, you know, to, to dig out a draw like that, ultimately they still finished bottom of the group. But you you can't write them off. They, they're just, you know, they're a kind of team that won't give anything away easy. So they'll definitely put it up to Douglas. Um, but obviously, like I said, the other two teams will be hoping Douglas win and then their match will effectively be a... And Douglas could win and get a, you know, could secure a semi-final spot there. That's what, the that's what they'll be looking for, yeah, absolutely. And then Group C is really finely poised. You have Sarsfields on three, uh, St. Finbars are on two, Newtown are on two and Cantork are on one. Um, so it's the Bars against Cantork and Sars against against Newtown. Uh, basically, if Newtown and the Bears win, they're both true. If Newtown and Kentork both win, it will be Sars and Newtown. If the Bears and Sars win, they're both true. And if Sars and the Bears win, uh, sorry, if that's Sars, so confusing, yeah, it is. absolutely, you're yeah. looping around on top of yourself. Yeah, if Sars and Newtown win, uh. They'd, they'd both be gone. But I, I suppose look The favourites are going to be Just Sars and Bears Aren't they I mean that's, you know, they, that's they, what they will expect, be Absolutely but, like, but you know Sars were strong favourites Against Kentork Yeah and then these are and Games are in rural, rural venues and, you know, so, Yeah You know they're not Inside in Park You could even a big Wide open pitch And you know I'm sure yeah. Kentork and Newton Be offended by me saying that I don't, You know they're, they're well capable Of hurling But at the same time You do like you You know you take a team Down to Fermoy or Mornaby It's a different game Yeah you know? and we have seen Surprising results in the last round You know last year Kentork Beat the reigning champions Middleton to to knock Middleton out. Nothing can be can be taken for granted. And there'll be looking and there'll at, be good atmosphere and there'll yeah, be you know, high yeah, stakes. Definitely, like looking at it on paper, you would think that it would be Sarah's and the Bears, but you know, um, Newtown, you know, <laughs> they'll they'll relish green as underdogs. We can't forget they made the semi-finals last yeah, year. Yeah, and people have forgotten that it's going to yeah. be, you know, they, they slipped in their quietly to the semi-finals. So. Yeah, and they, they, they got a good win over um over Kentuck the last day, so they, they'll they be waiting in the long grass. And Barry, I, I suppose, like, with, with the likes of Kentuck and, and Newtown, there's nothing they like more than ripping up the script and kind of, you know, show, yeah. showing everybody that it's not all about the, the big city clubs as they do, or they like the big East Cork clubs, like that there's a lot of hurling outside of there. Yeah, I did a piece on on Newtown and and, and Kentuck last week, in, you know, and uh, they were great clubs like and like Kentuck, you know, they've um, they they like for my really, you know, like they drew with Sows and they beat Milton last year, and as was like Newtown, you know, they've they've caused numerous upsets down through the years, and again, as Dennis just mentioned there, like you know, both clubs will will relish the challenge of 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 facing the the big clubs this weekend, and um, yeah, they they have no fear really, they'll go out and they'll. They'd give it everything, and, and you look at Kentuck. I mean, they came up out of junior hurling without winning Duhallow because when the grade was expanding, you know, nearly fifteen years ago now, seventeen or eighteen years ago now. But they've built up so much momentum over the last decade. So many counties going well in hurling and football. You know, they'll probably say, "Why not?" Yeah, absolutely incredible. They're incredible, incredible. Like and the Walsh is like oh, backboning that team. Yeah, so 
And what about our power rankings, lads? We better well just before the power rankings, can we just hope and pray that Watergrass Hill don't draw a Ballinastic? Absolutely. Because if that were to happen, they would again be eliminated with a beating record because Ballinastic would finish on three points and um either Kilworth or Castle Martyr would have passed out. It's already the ultimate accumulator. Yeah. Five championship matches for all five draws. The yeah. odds are just so, astronomical of that happening. Yeah, so it's just something else to, to watch out for. And for, for power rankings, I suppose we'll start off with hmm. the, the the top tier, Dennis. Yeah, well... You, you, you get a slap across the knuckles anyway because one of your teams didn't even make it out of the group yeah. after only two years. I had Glenrovers in, in the, the top three at the outset. I thought they might beat Blackrock in the opening round. Uh, that was that was proven wrong. So uh, I'll reward Blackrock now by giving them top spot because they have been excellent in their two matches to date, playing really good hurling. Uh, and Great then, balance up front and depth yeah, squad, right through the team. Yeah, you know, and even even you take into account the fact that Stephen Murphy's away this year. He's travelling, and they've managed to um, unearth Peter Lenehan and Oliver McAdoo when they've yeah. just started right into the side. So Blackrock and then I'll just give Sars the edge over the bars because they've beaten them. Um, so they're the two and three. But again, subject to change. Yeah, and I suppose like Sars besides that, that you know, blip we'll call it the first day against Kentork. But I mean, you know, great performance from Kentork. Kentork, like they've really all season through the league, they won the league. Yeah. They really looked apart against the bars. I was so impressed with their kind of, you know. Absolutely. And just the style of hurling. It was really The way good. that it was a, such a strong response. You yeah. know, that'll have been the really pleasing thing for them. But I suppose, uh, as they well know, they'll be judged on, you know, six or eight weeks' time. And, like, you know, it, it doesn't matter even if it's coming out of the group because they've been contenders for a decade, you know, and haven't won it for nearly a decade now. Yeah, so that, that's it. They won four and seven years and they were they were the force in Cork hurling for a while. And like you said, the last one of them was 2014. So yeah. time doesn't be long um, ticking up as, you know, Blackrock and the Bars and Glen all saw. You know, you, you never thought you'd go so long without winning a county. So and Mid- Middleton are bubbling under. Obviously, you know, like you know, they're not in your top three power rankings. But I mean, they're they're through. The Connerly hand injury is the only question mark for me. You know, he may, I can't see him playing this weekend against Blackrock. Yeah, I, I don't. They think, I, don't risking think him, but um, I don't think they'd risk him. The question is whether he he'll be back or how serious that ankle injury is. It's they're keep, yeah, they're keeping I, quiet about it. So yeah, and and Middleton might you know even if they do lose. Two years ago, they were in the same group as Sars. The two of them both won their first two matches. Same scenario. Sars won the last group game. Middleton finished second, and Middleton came back to win the county. So, you know, this is ma- this is a game. I suppose that isn't critical. You'd no, like the yeah. semi-final spot, but you know, there's no great hardship in having to play a quarter final. No, like and you could you could win it and still not get semi-finals at the yeah. and, and score scoring difference. Barry, we'll jump down to to senior A. Uh, where are we at now Senior A Bright Rovers anyway look like they're they're about to seal a, a semi-final spot and we didn't have those the, the, them in our top three at the start so yeah at the start of the season um, I had Blarney Carotool and Lepirshig so I'm doing a bit of a rejigging here um, I'm going to jump Bright Rovers up to Forst they fourth uh, in the power rankings before uh, the season started uh, they're up to Forst now uh, Carotool or uh, second uh, Blarney are third and I'm going to drop the Pearson down to fourth Okay so you're, you're uh, still sticking with Blarney I think that's that, the mid-cork loyalty now coming out there now way with Blarney but I suppose look we go back in if Mark Coleman plays or not Blarney could win the county I can't see them winning a county if he doesn't mm. we haven't been given any indication if that knee injury has healed up or not there was talk he'd be, he'd be featuring later in the summer for Cork but that might have been kind of fanciful but Yeah I'd say he'll definitely play some bit uh, at the weekend uh, because uh, from talking to people in Blarney has been It'd be great to see him back really it? hard yeah Asher would just you know if you like hurling you like watching Mark Coleman play yeah. so 
Yeah. Like there's something I don't know. I just, I think, I just think there's something different about Blarney this year. Like Gavin O'Mahony, I know is is in his coach, but like they're the best defence, uh, you know, in the league. Um, you know they conceded in two goals in the first championship game against Newstone, but there were two great goals. Uh, you know, two well worked goals by by Newstone in that in that particular game. So, um, and they bounced back to um to beat Corsi Rovers, which was a great win. Brilliant win, vital uh, win, save their season. Yeah, and it, it sets them up nicely. You know, um, for the big game against uh Belly, uh, you know, this 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 Saturday morning Abbey and. Uh, again, it's basically a and, and they'd be favourites for that. For that, realistically, wouldn't they? I mean, I know mm-hmm. Ballyhea got the knockout stages last year, unlucky against Corsi Rovers, but Blarney, you know, on paper, ha- have a stronger team. And Shane Barrett's been some great hurling at the moment, doesn't he? Playing midfield but scoring freely. Yeah. Midfield, yeah, like yeah. It, it's a new Blarney team, really. I think Michael Barrett said that, uh, you know, after the um, the, the win over Corsi Rovers, and um, it is a new Blarney team. It's a young team, so. Um, you know they're fearless and they're you know they're very young. They're very young. If you just have a look through their team, they're very young. And, and I know Sh- Shane Barr has switched from a, a white helmet to a yellow helmet, which will make it easier for all of us following Cork yeah. next year. Anyways, Hacking yeah. has you know four four of the six forwards nearly every time with Cork are in wh- white helmets. But maybe he was looking for a fresh start. I always find it interesting when guys switch color helmets or things like that. You know they're. That, you know, it, it's it's unusual for a, for a guy who's had a white helmet. He's been synonymous with it, but he's going yeah. to midfield, yellow helmet, flying. I, I'm glad to see him going well because he's had a lot of ups and downs since his breakthrough season two years ago. You know, he he featured heavily for Cork all the way to the final, Dennis, didn't he, in 2021, and he hasn't quite managed to kind of lock yeah, down the place last, since last year was tough for him. Um, and yeah, if he was like the odd man out, then, wasn't he? And he can you know be a, a foundation to to build on for next year. Gavin O'Man, he's still actually playing for Kilmarnock as well. And he's only missed, I think, one Blarney match all year, even with that. So that's a, a good level of commitment to be going up and down that uh, windy N20. That's hurling to your fingertips anyway when yeah. you're we're coaching Cork-level players and playing with some of the, the, the best players in the, the country with Limerick. Uh, and what about for the grade below? You're jumping down to Premier to me. I suppose the, the three teams you picked before were the three teams most people would have picked. But yeah. Ballon Colleg, no, we're on the brink of going out. Are you sticking with them in the top three? Uh, Balhasic, at the start of the season, I had Balhasic number one, Castellanes number two, and Ballon Colleg number three. And yeah, I'm going to stick with the, the three. I, I'm uh, backing Ballon Colleg to, to qualify. Uh, I know my trusting you here, like Airog are practically true. I know mathematically they're not true, but they have two wins under their belt. I, I think you're trying to talk Airog down <laughs> to keep keep them out of being hyped now before no, they play no, Ballymartle. No, genuinely, I, I think Ballon Colleg will, will do it Sunday. Um, no, genuinely, I think they will. Uh, I suppose qualify. the key there is if they win themselves and Castellanes are both true, which you know mm-hmm. sometimes is a factor if games are tight coming on the stretch. It's not like Castellanes have to win, but yeah, I find it hard not to see Castellanes win. I hope and pray that Ballinghalla get through. It would be so disappointing having got promoted from Division Two to go out, but it's going to be very tough for them. It'll be know. very tough, but but Danny and Johnny uh, Dwyer will have them uh, ready to go for Sunday. And no, I'm backing them to to qualify. And beyond that, I, I suppose Airog are are, are are nearly through. It's it. It'd be a lot for Airog to to win a county though, wouldn't it? I mean, they're they're in the mix now. Like they just get a result against Ballymartle, you know, they could even win and get a semi final spot. But I suppose you've the football distraction. You know, there's a lot of dual players, isn't there, playing across the two squads and things. And but it's amazing, like they're after two brilliant uh, comeback wins, you know, over Valley Rovers and Carrigaline, and they can still be eliminated like this weekend. No, it's a long shot, but um, like they still need a point against Ballymartle on on Sunday to qualify. And yeah, I'd, I'd expect them to to get the the, the result that they that they need to to qualify. And like just to, to qualify for knockout stages this season will be a huge step forward for for Rio. Like and uh, again, whoever they, they you know if they do qualify, they they won't feel. Any team really they'll, they'll fancy to and, and they've no pressure on them in that no, there wasn't no. any expectation born compared to the three teams there you've mentioned in the power rankings this was where the teams are all kind of eyeballing a county and Castlemart are bubbling under there too aren't they I mean you know I know they need to win at the weekend they might not necessarily go through but if they get Kieran jo- Joyce back fit 
you know, they like you know, they have Joe Stack is playing some good hurling at the moment. Joe Stack, Mike Kelly, yeah, they have a good team. Like, Mike Kelly's uh, a lovely hurler to watch, so skillful and great balance. Kieran Joyce's uh, brother Dara, he's he's wing back for them. He was, in, he was in goal last year. Yeah. Uh, Dara Carlin is in goal. Um, yeah, he's 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 in. He's done very well in between just. Like they probably should have won last year's county. Like you wouldn't be writing them off yet, you wouldn't. But I suppose it, it, you know they haven't fully fired, yeah. and then they, they lost that big opener against Ballinhasse, which was kind of. A but I mean, delighted then to to bounce back against Kilowatt. Like yeah. you know, Kilowatt were always you know sticky opponents, so they'd been delighted with that, and again assessed them up nicely. And if they win the weekend, they're going through basically. You know. Yeah, they're playing uh, Waragas Hill. Yeah, yeah. Waragas Hill so, trying uh, to avoid all those those yeah. <laughs> en- en- endless draws. And um, or Dennis will jump down to the intermediate A grade. Who are the yeah, Teams well, again, I I had Cladova last season's finalist in my original reckoning, but they they can't um they can't qualify now because, uh, Barry Giblin and Middleton have that group um locked down. Yeah, locked down before they meet at the weekend. The other two groups then, there there was two draws in each of them in the opening round of fixtures, so anyone can qualify and anyone can be knocked out. So it's very, very tough. But I'll put Barry Giblin top. Uh, Liz Gould. Um. It's good second. They had a very good win against Zahra the last day, and then uh, Blackrock in third. Um, Some so, going Blackrock second team to be there. In the yeah, third yeah. tier of hurling, and and they're um they're they're very good at, at that level. Um, but you know it it it's it's just so hard to call. Um, it 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 be. The, the permutations are just so complex. Yeah, I, I have a piece. even you're struggling with these. I have a piece so. in Wednesday's Echo on the permutations in the intermediate A, and they are they are head melting. Well, if you're so. struggling with them, then myself <laughs> and Barry have, have no chance. And Liz Gould, I suppose they've got like lads who played with him McKilly, they've good momentum, they've won a few counties over the last few years. Yeah, exactly. like I just wonder with Bally Giblin with, with Mark Keane gone away, like when you get to the knockout stages, will they miss him now? His presence and physicality, and yeah, just, that, that that probably will be a factor, but you know, they, they still have. You know, Fionn Hurley, Joseph O'Sullivan, Dara Flynn, Shane Best, and you know, yes. they sort of the, makes them a good team. You know, obviously, down, down at that level, no team is going to be perfect, you know. So yeah. they, they started off with two wins, so they'll feel the grade isn't isn't beyond them. And when you get to the knockout stages, you know, it, the teams are, are very even, I think, in, in that grade. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how Dud Seeley goes with Liz Gould now into the knockout stages, and that he's definitely for me of the Cork forwards that play with the under-20s this year, outside of Ben Cunningham, who was, who was the starter, and he looked the most likely to move on to being oh, a Cork senior. He looked totally at ease for McKilly the other night. And, yeah. you know, you take into, a, into account the fact that he has another year at under-20. Yeah, which will benefit him, of course. Yeah, so. yeah. So he, I think, you know, in terms of, of someone who you'd be saying, surely the can miss prospect, it's him. Yeah, you know, he's, he, he's got the ball when he will. as well as all the skill and the strength. Yeah, the, the, that's it. You know, it's the it's the proverbial uh, wing forward we've all been crying out for. But you don't be, no pressure. You on don't him, want to be putting that yeah, kind of expectation on the shoulder. Difference going but up What what you'll say is that he's made every challenge so far and and exceeded it. And in the grade below, Premier Junior. Premier Junior, we started off with Russell Rovers, Ballygarvin and Tracton. They'd all got to league finals. Russell Rovers won Division 5 and Ballygarvin beat Tracton in the Division 6 final. Tracton, last season's finalist, are, can still qualify, but they need... They need... Um, well, Barry, you call it. They, they need, need a miracle in your piece. Yeah, yeah. So they need to win and, you know, hope, hope the other, the other um, result in that group goes their way so Russell Rovers even though they lost to to Meelan in the first um, the first game with those two Mikey McAuliffe goals 
I still put them top because they bounced back with a really good performance against St. Finbar's last day. But if they lose to St. Catherine's, they're they gone. might be knocked out. So you, you might have St. Catherine's top. We'll Pero, remind you of that. If they I'll, I'll have in the top three just because they are top of the group. But again, to spare, they'll be playing Milford, hoping maybe to get a semi-final spot. And then Ballygarvin, who Ballygarvin, who Barry Rowe beat in the first match with a late goal. They bounce back against Milford. They're playing Kilbritton Friday night and they will be looking to kind of show that the first game. I think this is reverse psychology as well, like talking down Kilbritton Kill now, your, your own club. I, uh, I, you hope I wish, I, wish I could say it was, yeah. but um, just give, given how the group has gone, Kilbritton lost to, to Barry Rowe last time out. Barry Garvin might be coming in a bit more confident uh, and looking to kind of... to. To show that this is the, the proper affections. Yeah, and they've Mark Kenneth Fickhobs leads the line good free time. Yeah, them, Pierce O'Halloran as well was on the UCC panel last week. Um, so they've uh, they have a nice mix. Yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about the football uh, permutations. Well, that's uh, that's the, yeah. that's the big one. That, that's the big one next week. And uh, we look ahead to. Airog Balancolic for 25 minutes and we might do five minutes yeah. of, of, of all the other games and review the weekend action. Um, look, thanks very much to Barry and Dennis for joining me again this week. Um, you can find us every Tuesday on echolive.ie forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.